0: Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Uh, today we're going to be talking with Simon about his new critical thinking, or I'm sorry, cri- yep, critical thinking drill cards. Probably one of the smartest, best products that has come out for Church Security in a long time. I think it's uh, better than sliced bread. So without any further ado, Simon, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Well, Chris, always an honor and privilege to be with you. And I always like to tell your listeners that by uh, by God's grace and mercy, me and you live around 15 miles away from each other. So what is what is the chances of that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. A, a divine <laughs> intervention to some extent.
1: It must have been. Yeah, it must have been. But Pleasure to be here, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. So, Simon. Um, this product, which I, I don't know where I where I stumbled across it. I don't think you told me about them. I think I saw them on Facebook first. Right. And I found these cards, and I thought, you know, what an interesting idea. And um, I just, you know, and then, of course, you know, I contacted you immediately because I think I ordered my set from you. I mean, this was early on. Like, yeah, you was, were yeah. you were doing you've it the, the pro- hard way the pro-
1: Yeah, you've got the prototype. The blue ones are the prototype.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what? So maybe I should have you sign these and keep them. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> very rare. Very rare.
0: Ones. Yeah. So yeah, and I got these, and I absolutely awesome. Looked at them. I started kind of trying them out with some people. I, you know, in in this space, you know, other safety team members and things like that. And they're just excellent. So if you would, for the people that are uninitiated, tell everybody what critical thinking cards yeah, so are.
1: Yeah, these. So we now actually have, we've got six different versions. We've got a crisis intervention, which are good for pastors. We've got the safety team, which are now green, Chris. I know my screen's a little bit purple there. Which of the new versions of what you've got? There's a suspicious behavior deck. There's the conflict escalation, which you've got. I have to send you the full set. There's now a medical deck. And then a threat assessment. So there's, there's six every each time I think think the set is complete, someone sends me an email and says, "What about this subject?" But so the the idea, Chris, it's really interesting. The idea came around around about two years ago. I was working with one of my clients who's from quite a mega church, sort of two or three thousand sort of per service, and the, the sort of a challenge that he had was, "Well, how do I?" not only train my safety team around sort of critical thinking and conflict escalation, but the other challenge he also wanted was how do I know when I'm not there, that my team actually have critical thinking in these, in these sort of uh, moments. So it's, it's quite interesting. So he wanted a way to sort of run scenarios, but also test when he wasn't there. And for whatever reason, I still do not know why God put this in my head, but I found myself saying to him, if I made like a deck of cards, but just had some simple scenarios on them where you could say, ask Simon a question, ask Chris a question. You could sort of test his knowledge. And then you could also see how he's going to respond to see if he has critical thinking Yeah. Uh, and Josh just said to me, Simon, if you make those cards, I will buy them. And that's really where the idea came about. And it took me a long, long time to get all the scenarios together, then try and find a manufacturer to put them together. Uh, and we released them in about sort of April, um, and they really resonated with people, Chris. And, and people are finding them incredibly useful to just have that quick popcorn question before service to ask yourselves. You know, most of the questions say, "Well, how would you respond?" So, um, yeah, yeah they've, they've been very successful. Like you say, they they have, they seem to have resonated with people. And you're not the first that said that these are the best things in sliced bread because, yeah, the people like them.
0: They're absolutely brilliant. And so uh, let me, I'm just going to grab one so pe- yeah. people can, I'm going to try to pick a, a small one. And I, I'm, this is not a pop quiz for you or anyone yeah. that's watching this video, but I just want to see if we can get kind of an idea as close as I can get and maybe still get focused. But basically yeah. what they are is they'll have a little thing on here. Like in this one, it says, you receive a report that a person returned to their car to find someone had dented the door. What would you do? Yeah. And really what it is, is just a simple brief exercise to think through the situation, right? I mean, that's really all it is. And and so if if you're talking about, I mean, you testing people, I mean, if you want to put it that yeah. way, that's a way to do it. You're testing people if they've been trained, what their answer would be. I think it's good critical thinking is actually how you yeah. label it, because even though somebody's fully trained, it might not be the process right, that they are, need to learn. If they know the process, they just haven't really thought through it.
1: Thought it through, yeah. And it's interesting. So one of the cards in the, and I won't be able to find it quickly, but one of the cards in the conflict escalation set and all these scenarios of actual real life, I should say, people have sort of, over the years I've collected them or people gave them to me. And one of the conflict escalation was that, there's an RV parked in your church parking lot in the corner of the the parking lot. And you go over and the person is aggressive, they're shouting and screaming, um, and you sort of come away a little bit deflated because they've made out like you're doing something wrong, but they're they're in their RV in the parking lot. Uh, And I posted this online and so many people, Chris, were saying, well, call the police, get get them out, call 911. You know, they've got no permission to be in your church parking lot and here's what I would do. But what I I sort of led him down that garden path a little bit, Chris, because then I then said to him, well, have you considered why is someone living in an RV in a church parking lot in the first place? And I said, what I would do would be I would re-engage, get a cup of tea or coffee. I would knock their door. I would introduce myself. I would say, sorry that I offended you before, but I'd love to understand a little bit more about who you are and come at it from a ministry angle, and then everyone said, well, oh, I hadn't thought about that. He was just in our parking lot. You know, so, so you've also got to insert a bit of ministry into these questions as well. There's the security aspect, but there's also the ministry that a lot of people hadn't thought about well, why is that person living in an RV? What are their hard times? Can we help them as a church? Um, and also not many people, Chris, would do what I did, where I said I'd walk over and apologize. They shouted at me, but I would say, I'm sorry that I offended you, but I really want to understand how I can help you or, what or why you're here. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to these questions for sure.
0: Yeah. And that's that's an extremely good point. You know, as the leader you know, you probably, through your contacts with the leadership of the church and stuff like that, you might more, you probably have a very good understanding of how ministry, safety ministry, safety team is a safety ministry. And you're an extension of the church and the goals and, and mission of the church. And so this is a way for you then as a leader then to present these cards And then have that kind of conversation with your team member. So maybe they do come across, say, hey, you know, this is how I would deal with it. And you say, well, you're right as far as procedure is correct. However, Mm -hmm. now let's let's throw in that ministry bit. And let's talk about this. It's kind of that one-minute manager kind of stuff. As the leader, we have to constantly be casting the vision of the safety team. And if the vision of the safety team includes ministry, which Mm -hmm. I think it should, And being a representative of Christ, well, this is how you find out where people are mentally. And then you can make those modifications, those corrections, or if nothing else, have a further conversation that maybe brings them closer to that ministry mindset as opposed to the security mindset. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because you know the the second part of the challenge that my um, client Josh gave me was, well, how can I sort of test their critical thinking? Uh, You'll find holes perhaps within some of your procedures, and you'll find areas where you need to sort of refresh or give them the knowledge. And there's there's a lot of gaps where you might have to say, what would we do in a situation? Another challenging one that Cole Chin. Challenged me for a few weeks ago when I spoke to him on the FBSN was the, the issue of the transgender. When you find a transgender in a bathroom, in a restroom, and someone doesn't want them there, you know how do you come at that from a ministry angle? Um, perhaps uh, the, the the stance of the church and, and both sides are unhappy. The person who's transgender is unhappy because they feel they should be in there, the person who's in the restrooms are unhappy because they feel that person shouldn't be in there, and you're there as the safety person in the middle trying to resolve this this situation. So um they raise a lot of questions. And, and another thing that you haven't asked me yet, Chris, I'm sure you will do is they don't give the answers. Um and right now they're not designed to give the answers.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, and, and and I, I, I think you're, I think you're brilliant on why you don't want give the answer. Do you want to explain why you don't give the answers? Yeah, and I think one of
1: it, me and Chris were just talking about this before we started to record the podcast. Is that there's so many different options and there's so many different answers based on your faith community, based on who you are, based on your upbringing, based on your way of life, based on how you operate. Most often, there isn't necessarily a right answer, Chris, is there? There's just a sort of better way to do it. And I think by giving people the answers, I didn't want them to feel forced that this is the only way to do it. So they're really designed to challenge your critical thinking, test your decision making and judgment. Yeah, and really leave it open-ended for you to say, well, how would I respond? And do I need to reflect afterwards? Is there anything that I'd do differently? Um, so I don't think as yet, Chris, we're going to give the answers for, for that reason because we don't we want people to look at this about internally process. How would I respond in this incredibly challenging situation?
0: Yeah, and, and quite frankly, too, it would be um... – it's almost like you can't completely answer the question. I mean, especially if it talks about, if it touches on law at all, the law could be changing today (laughs) And, and, and you wouldn't know it, but, you know, so, so, you know, how you handle something in maybe Texas versus, you know, Massachusetts or California or Washington or Minnesota and, you know, there's going to be different answers based on on culture and based on law yeah. and based on so many so many different things and and I think it 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 leads what also too without the answer it leads the door open for discussion,
1: yes, and that's yeah. what
0: we really want. I think real learning happens in discussion.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely, not- and, and and maybe we call them decision decks, but maybe there should be discussion decks because you're right. One of the Uh, One of the suspicious behaviour cards, I mean, you can't have a deck without having the, the, the backpack. You know, everyone is concerned about do we let the backpacks into church, do we not? And again, those are very unique. There's a lot of churches that I work with that understand, well, the backpack isn't really the threat. It's the person who's got it in and what's their intent. And there's others that say, we're going to search that backpack straight away. So, you know, there's just so many different nuances to, to just reflect on what is the best way to resolve this when we're in the moment. There's there's various different answers you can take.
0: There's also another, I don't know if this is a question, but you can comment on it, is one of the things that I think is so important about these cards. So I'm a trainer at heart. That's I I, I want to train the practitioner. That's who I am. And what I like about these cards is this, is part of training is not necessarily just getting the instruction. Part of the training where the real training almost occurs, if you will, is what they call mental rehearsal. Yes. Where now it's more than me just saying, you know, it's more than just, hey, we're doing, this is the the steps, one, two, three, and four. Instead, you're actually thinking through the steps. So, you know, I, I encourage people on patrol all the time to say, ask themselves, if this happened right now, what would I do? You know, from where I'm standing right now, as I'm walking through the lobby, if there's a, suddenly I got called for a medical in the children's ministry, what would I do? Okay, well, I'd have to assume, you know, who's calling me? Is it the, is the children's, you know, is a children's volunteer or is it another safety team member? Because if it's another uh, safety team member, they're probably already starting first aid. So that means my job is to go get the med bag and then bring the med bag to them and start helping that way and thinking through that process. Or while if it's actually someone, of one of the volunteers in there, that means I need to run directly there and I need to have my other team member grab the med bag because I might be closer and I need to start, you know, first aid. But it's that mental rehearsal and the more mental rehearsal you do, the more it's in you. So then when the event happens, it's like, I've thought through this kind of event or similar events, you know, a dozen times or a hundred times or whatever. So now you're, you're just responding. You don't have to think about, oh my goodness, someone's got a heart, having a heart attack in a sanctuary. What, what do I need to do again? Oh, I, I, I suppose I, I need the AD. Where's the AD, you know? So we yeah. definitely mental rehearsal. Well,
1: and you're absolutely right. And I think uh, you're a uh, former military guy. So you might say, Simon, that wasn't the Marines that said this, but I've always understood that the mi- Marines have said the body can't go where the mind hasn't been. The body can't go where the mind hasn't been. And if you think through these scenarios, as you say, you're building your muscle memory. And I I would say between the six decks, 59 in each, if you can read these questions and start to formulate answers in your mind, most things, Chris, I I believe most things in ministry are going to come back a little bit easier to you because as you say, you, you thought through. And that was another reason. That's why there's now so many decks. Someone actually said to me recently, well, should there be an active assailant deck and i think well, that's an interesting question i I'd have to get some research on that but yeah I, I believe if you can think through these scenarios it's so much easier and we know this we're both former um police officers right you know you go through a domestic or an incident the first time it might not go how you want it to go or you think i wouldn't do that again or, i wouldn't say that again and then you learn each time so you know five six seven times you've been to a domestic you're walking in the door like you know the outcome beforehand and that just comes from that muscle memory and I think that's what these decision decks really give you. It it, it also boosts your confidence, I think, Chris. It'll give yeah. you the opportunity to boost your confidence, yeah.
0: And you know what? Confidence? I mean, this is, we never intended to talk about this, but I'm going to bring it up. Confidence amongst volunteer safety team members um, it can be low. And I, I think it can be a real problem because, you know, they're, they're not getting the, the training and the experience they need to have that confidence and i and i know a lot of people maybe our instinct is to throw that in the realm yeah. of firearms and violent intruder and all that kind of stuff it certainly applies there but it also applies to something far less dangerous and that could be a disruptive person in the lobby because yeah. the kitchen undercooked their hot dog yes and so and so they're upset they're having a moment and then we go You know, it's like somebody needs to tell them to calm down and or, you know, you know, of course, we never tell people calm down, but you didn't get my point. Someone needs to get control here and, you know, make sure that this doesn't get worse and, you know, mitigate the risk and all that kind of stuff. And then you kind of look around and you go, oh, that's me. I'm the safety team member. And then it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to approach this person that I don't know. And and try to use verbal de-escalation to calm the situation. And I think a lot of people at that moment freeze. Yeah. And um, this, I only got two decks. I, yeah. I need four I'm going to send you more. I'm going
1: to sign them for you. I'm going to send you a complete set. You there got you go. Them. And I could
0: I'll display them over here with my books. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, this this what, is part of I'm the situation. I'm going to say, Chris. Just.
1: Just, just follow on from what you said. I think, and and this is where our prior experiences, law enforcement, you in the military as well, also helps. Is sometimes it's said to the person, "How did you get there?" You know, so someone might have said, "Well, I searched for bag. I didn't search the bag. It was an unattended item. You know, it had a strange smell. It didn't have a strange smell, so I chose not to search it." But it's the question is, "Taught me through how you got there. Can I see the steps?" So if someone just goes up to a bag. It's unattended. They pick it up. And then someone says, well, well, I wouldn't have done that because that bag's unusual, suspicious. It's about, well, talk me through your thought process as to how you got there. Because I might not agree with the outcome, but if you say, well, there was no suspicion indicators. Someone said they saw someone place the bag down there. I went up to the bag. It didn't smell unusual. So I picked it up and opened it. Again, someone might disagree with the outcome, but when you talk me through your steps, I can see the logic behind it and say, well, actually, you made the right decision based on everything that, that, you, that you know. And I think the cards also empower you there as well To It allows you to sort of test the thought process. This is that critical thinking. Just tell me how you got there um, and the, the outcome might be challenged less. When I understand, does that that make sense, Chris?
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because you and I both know too. It's kind of like with like use of force training. For those of us who are brave enough to tackle this topic to train people, you realize very quickly that how you describe a situation and how your student perceives the situation can be different, and it affects how use what level of force would be used in that scenario, because how we, our mind's eye pictures it a certain way. Same thing with the bag. You know, what's, what did you, as you were thinking through the question or thinking through the situation, how did you get there? And it's the details they communicate to you that really can change the effect or, you know, what the decision is. And also too, (laughs) you and I both know this from law enforcement, right? No two cops are going to, finish the call the exact same way right we have our own approach our own experience our own knowledge
1: yeah and that actually leads on chris to how people are using this i know you'd ask me that question offline so what i found people are doing is just what me and you are doing is that they're picking a card they're shuffling the deck there's sort of 59 cards in each one they're shuffling the deck we're taking one out we're asking someone the question uh, sometimes they're doing it one on one. At other times, they're doing it in the group environment, and I, I can see advantage in both camps. If you do it as a group, as a certain element of pressure, um, people are feeling like when everyone's listening to my answer, so I better not get it wrong. And if you do it one on one, it opens the dialogue for some, you know, some deeper, deeper conversations. But they're they're really just shuffling the deck, picking a card asking someone how would they respond and they're listening to their answer and they're either finding the gaps um, or they're, they're using it as a, an opportunity to say, well done, that's that's what the church would want you to do in in that situation. There's uh, cars in here, you know, a man is assaulting a woman in the parking lot, a woman is assaulting a man in the parking lot, you know, there's a child being assaulted. Each different scenario really forges different emotions as to how you might respond. But the, the key denominator is, As I mentioned, the difficult transgender question earlier, you've got to remove yourself. You've got to remove what's my view and opinion. And you've got to say, what is the church's stance on what I'm trying to resolve here? Uh, And what is the sort of, where is the ministry in what I'm seeing? Because um, quite often, if we don't remove ourselves, that becomes too much of our, our own sort of opinion. And we can start sort of getting things wrong. Then we've got to say, what would the church want me to be doing here? And what's the ministry in this card?
0: Yeah, definitely the ministry component. And something I was think sorry, thinking of thinking uh, on why you've been talking so far today is, you know, as a leader. So for all of you out there in the audience that are actually leading your safety teams, your safety ministries, what I think this can also do for you as the leader is this. Is it can actually help you build your confidence in your team's training and response, you know. If you you know if let's say you're doing it one on one or or in a group it doesn't matter and you're having these conversations on a regular basis a new card a new conversation a new card new conversation every time you as the leader leaves that conversation your the confidence level of your team members increases to handle that kind of situation whatever the card of the day was and you too as the leader and so Sometimes leaders are a little um, tempted to micromanage and feel like they have to be at every event. They have to work every single Sunday. And the reason they're doing that, partly, is because they don't have a great deal of confidence in their team. And so they feel like they have to be at every single emergency event. But the more cards you do like this, the more you can peel back because you have complete confidence in your team. And you know your team will do stuff. Because they have
1: confidence. Well, and I tell you, so you showed the, the damage to the vehicle card early, you know, so you find someone's been, the vehicle's been damaged. And then you look on the CCTV and you find out, well, was it done intentionally? Was it not done intentionally? You know, does the church approach that person? And we had this, you've been to my church before, Chris, we had this at my own church on our Wednesday youth ministry that a child stole, stole an iPhone. And um, my facilities and security director rang me and said, this is what's happened. Um, We think we know that the kid that did it. You know, should we call the police? Should we not? I said, well, let's let's talk this through. And we spoke about, you know, who the child was from, you know, disadvantaged family, low income. um, Weren't too sure where, where the kid was on the faith journey, but it was coming to the Wednesday ministry. And we said, well, if we ring the police and they come around and arrest that child, What's going to be effects on that child's future? Will they come back to church again, or is there another way to to minister? And again, here's where someone might challenge the outcome, but we chose to not to notify the police. We refunded the phone to the the, the person who had their phone stolen, and we said, let's keep that child close, and let's lead them closer to the Lord to say, there's a different way to lose your life. And again, it just shows there's so many different ways to take these cards. Some people would say, "Well, Simon, if someone's stolen something, we're going to call the police and have them arrested." Well, that was the situation. But then if we then look at, can we take this an opportunity to draw that young kid closer to say, "There's a better way to live your life." You know, we we know you're from a um, you know a socially deprived, poor family, low income. You don't have these things, but you don't go and steal. You go and work for them. You know, can can we give them some moral compass by coming through our Wednesday youth group? And that's what we chose to do. So I think that's just a great way, Chris, to say that there's so many different ways you can answer them. um, And your decision can be challenged. But can we explain, like I just did, how we got to that conclusion, why we're not going to call the police. We're going to refund the phone and try and bring that child closer in the student ministry.
0: Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Excellent stuff, Simon. These cards are, I, I really do. I think they might, I mean, they're brilliant they're absolutely great. I think they they there's so many ways to use them. Um starting discussions, do a mental rehearsal, doing one-on-one discussions, you know, one-on-a group discussion. Um you know, however they're used, it can only it can only make the team better. It can only make the ministry, the you know, the safety ministry run better, more effectively. It can only help in dealing with the millions of things not that you have a million cards but there are a million different things that could happen at the church that a safety team member has to respond to and you know and even though it might not be exactly like the card you there's probably a cards you've gone through that speak to any incident out there you know and while everything's a little bit different you still get so much from doing this i i just it's it's hard to say too much about this. People absolutely need to get these cards, even if you're not the team leader. Let's say you're just the individual safety team, you know, safety member, and you're just trying to do the best you can in your small church or or whatever. These are still really really good tool for you because you can go through these cards, you know, one at a time, and just kind of think through how would I handle this as the only person on the safety ministry? How would I walk through this? How, you know, how soon would I have to call police because I'm the only guy or, you know, how, Who? well, you know, whatever. Just think through yeah. each and every one of these and it's going to make you better. So Simon, where can people get these?
1: So you can go to and they've now actually got their own website, which is decisiondex.com. Decisiondex.com. You can find them on my Kingswood Security website. There's a link there. Or on the Worship Security Academy, but decisiondex.com. And Chris, here's what I'd like to do as well, because I know that Chris is about to run his full um Sheepdog Church Security Academy. I'm going to give you two sets of these, Chris. Actually, I'm going to give you three. One I'm going to give for you as a gift, and I'm going to give you two sets. And when you can work out the best way to give them as a prize for someone that signs up for your full class, I'll let you work out how you're going to do that. But I'll I'll donate two sets to your ministry, and you can um, run a quiz, run a competition, whatever, and you can give away two two complete sets.
0: Maybe I'll use um, some of the cards for questions, and the best answer gets the, gets the deck. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is actually pulled up your decisiondex.com. What yep. page? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share the screen really fast, and so people can see it. And so when they arrive, they'll know they're at the right place. So here's the, here's the site. Hopefully everything's working the way it's supposed to. <laughs> but the, here it is. It's decisiondex.com, and you can see them all there. He's got a sixth one now. Apparently yeah. not in <laughs> this picture.
1: It's not in there, but the Crisis Intervention one, which is more ready for pastors, the Crisis Intervention one, for sure. Okay,
0: perfect. And then, uh, yeah, all the all the information, and you can go ahead and purchase them there. And, um, yeah. And if
1: you go to the – yeah, they've gone as far as Nigeria, Chris. That's as far. And these are pictures – if people use them, I love to get pictures of people – Showing how we use them. So these are real life pictures. John Miller in Las Vegas was was there asking someone on his team. Charles Keku in Nigeria. And Jim Hancock. I think he's in in Georgia. You know. So awesome. I love to hear stories of how people are using them. And Chris, if you quickly go to the About section as well um click on your about in there it tells a bit of a story that I mentioned as uh how I came by these and there's a nice picture of me and my family at the bottom there so it's important to tell people how I came up with this idea so there's as my wife and my two um two sons
0: awesome awesome all right well Simon I'm gonna give you the second to last word anything else you want to say before um uh we let people get online and buy your cards
1: no Chris uh, great to talk to you as always. It's lovely um, conversation. So, you know, thank you for inviting me on your podcast and I most be one of your biggest fans and listeners. You're always on my, my first download every week. So I love, I think I know more of your lines than you do. So I can mostly just say, Hey, let's be careful out there.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. All right. I am going to let that be the last word. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll be seeing all of you uh, next week on the next podcast. Bye.